Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Wednesday, new series on Netflix recently came out, and I was instantly hooked. This, of course, Wednesday being from the Addams Family, uh, a show and movies for which I definitely enjoyed. I loved the movies growing up, but don't really have that nostalgic connection to. Maybe if I rewatched them, I would, but uh, didn't really have much uh, a connection to. And in watching this show, wasn't expecting to get as hooked as I was. Uh, I, you know, I put it on just to see what it was about. I'm also not the biggest Tim Burton fan, but for whatever reason, I fell in love with this show. Jenna Ortega playing Wednesday. Absolutely amazing. She was great in the newest Scream movie, the reboot, sequel, whatever you want to call it. Uh, great in that movie, but in this movie, she shines as Wednesday. Just so amazing. Uh, this show, as I said, created by Tim Burton, but not it doesn't have the over-the-top, exaggerated style of Tim Burton. Definitely a toned-down Tim Burton, which is my favorite Tim Burton. Uh, Big Fish being one of my favorite movies from him, but in general, not the biggest fan. For whatever reason, I mean, there's still movies I love him. Beetlejuice is great. Batman, uh, Batman Returns is great. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hit or miss with him, especially in his newest stuff. Uh, but was pleasantly surprised in watching this that it is more of a toned-down uh, version. It still has that Tim Burton aesthetic. It still has clearly the gothic aesthetic, which is very much uh, the Adams Family aesthetic. Uh, but also just the performances from these actors, specifically from Jenna Ortega as Wednesday, I loved it. It also has very much the vibe of Harry Potter, which you, if you are a Harry Potter fan, as am I, if uh, The Prisoner of Azkaban is your favorite Harry Potter movie, which that one is kind of a darker Harry Potter movie, has a bit more of an edge to it. I would say this show in many ways has that type of vibe. Uh, so if you like Prisoner of Azkaban, if you like Harry Potter, then I would imagine you would like this because it is very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, in this, Wednesday is kicked out of her normal high school. Uh, these bullies were picking on her brother. So in an effort to get back at them, to enact revenge, she fills the swimming pool with piranhas as the water polo team is practicing, which the water polo guys are the ones who picked on her brother. A great opening to this show, really showing and setting the tone for what to expect, right? Just, just delightful. She gets kicked out of school. Right, kicked out of school, she has to go to a boarding school, the same boarding school that her her parents went to, Nevermore. Uh, so, in a lot of ways, similar to Harry Potter, it is this uh, younger kid away from home on their own. Nevermore is known this boarding school for freaks and outcasts and monsters. So it has that fantastical element. Magic kind of exists. They're not necessarily wizards, 
but people have different abilities and they kind of group up. There's diff- the cliques in the boarding school are based on their kinds of abilities, which I found to be pretty funny. Like the fangs are the vampires, the furries are the werewolves. Um, you have, or furs, not furries. Uh, scales are the sirens, and there are also. I don't know what they're called in this, but it's uh, basically like Medusa, people that have the snake hairdo, turn people into stone. They're called the stoners, which I love that as well. And it also fits the stoners because they wear kind of the beanies that a lot of stoners wear, the oversized beanie, but that's to encapsulate the snakes that are on their head. So that fits perfectly as well. So it gives you that kind of YA, that young adult kind of vibe in a lot of ways that Harry Potter does and dealing with a lot of the type of subject matter that you would deal with with kids in high school, uh, drama, the love interests, all of that kind of thing, fitting in, different cliques, all those kinds of things. But at the heart of this show is a mystery, right? Wednesday wants to uh, is is an author. She wants to write a book. She wants to beat uh, Mary Shelley as being the young, you know, kind of beat her record as being younger than Mary Shelley before she wrote Frankenstein. Uh, Wednesday is working on a novel, a mystery novel, where main character is kind of the 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 Sherlock Holmes trying to figure things out. And in many ways, Wednesday is that reality of that character in nevermore there's a string of murders that have been happening in the area the sheriff uh suspects that it's nevermore the pe- the kids at nevermore the outcasts at nevermore uh but is telling the people that it's just bear attacks uh you have just similarly to harry potter you have the outcasts that go to nevermore and then you have the normies outside which i love that they're called outcasts and normies uh and like so many movies and shows about this age range you know the outcasts the story about people who never fit into normal society but in this place they are kind of the normal they are uh accepted for their strange uh abilities and and who they are so i like all that right like even uh, the parents of of uh wednesday uh morticia and um god what's what's uh morticia and uh what is his name which i love the casting in this as well it's really great uh you have oh my goodness so you have Gomez Adams playing by Luis Guzman. Love it. And Morticia is played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Love the casting in that. They're not really in the show that much. Obviously, they're in the beginning where they take her to Nevermore. There is kind of the parents' day or family day where families of these kids come to visit them at the boarding school. Uh, But the show primarily focuses on Wednesday and her uh schoolmates uh and this mystery that's going on but i love the casting uh thing the hand the disembodied hand i absolutely love probably one of my favorite characters in this show and i love that it is a character played by an actor 
like it's an actual hand that is playing the part of thing versus what I would assume most shows and directors would do would be a CG hand. And I don't like, I would prefer hands down nine times out of 10 prefer practical effects versus digital effects. Uh, they just, there's, there's a look that you get and a feeling of just reality, the physics work. It just like, it just feels real when you have an actual person or an actual tangible thing uh, in the place and just cleaned up, you know, digitally remove the body that, that is acting for the hand. Uh, but I love Thing in this. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy that the hand is such a great character in this movie. You know, second only to Jenna Ortega, really. Uh, and her performance, so straight-faced, very few facial reactions to anything, aside from which, which makes the fact that in the episode where Uncle Fester shows up being her first time ever, it is so noticeable when she smiles for the first time in this show. How she just lights up when she sees her Uncle Fester which is only a small part of this movie. But, again, great casting with Fred Armisen playing Fester. Uh, it's only, I think, only one episode, maybe two that he's in, uh, just kind of coming in, in and out, which I appreciate that, right? You know, it's a, it's a show in the world of the Addams Family, but it doesn't go out of its way to force-feed all of the Addams Family into the show. Right. Clearly the title of the show, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, like not only her stone faced uh, demeanor, I love her dark humor. You know, when she's told that, you know, she's kicked out of her high school and the parents of these kids wanted to charge her with attempted murder. Her big concern was that people would think that she's not able to follow through on her things. Like, the, the dark humor and comebacks that she has in this are amazing. Uh, the fact that she plays the cello and provides, in playing the cello, provides the score for the situation that's happening is amazing. Like, the, the statue unveiling when she's playing the cello is just, uh, is great. It's so great. Like, all of these things, all of these moments where everybody around Wednesday are, like, terrified, whether it's the statue scene or it's the, the blood dance, where everybody else is freaked out and reacting to the thing. And she is no, she is the most comfortable and at home. Aside from the blood dance, which the, the only reason she gets angry is the fact that it wasn't real blood that was used. Like, I love that, that she is so stone in this character and plays off so well against all the other ones, especially a roommate, Enid, who is, couldn't be the more, most bubbly, bright, fun uh, character to be roomed up with the complete opposite. Like, to, to provide that kind of contrast where literally the lighting of half of the room is bright and colorful and, and not neon, but definitely looks like a, a, zebra, a unicorn took a shit all over her side of the room. And then Wednesday almost exists in this black and white version of reality. Loved all of that. Loved all of that. 
Let's take a little break from the show to promote. I figured out a way on my website to offer prints for every single painting. So if you go to a painting, you can buy the original painting or you can buy a print for everything. Artwork that you don't want to spend $100 plus on 9 by 12 inch ink painting on paper. $100 for the original one of a kind piece of artwork. Paintings range in price depending on their size. The 8 by 10 print, $20 available in the store at inspireddisorder.com and now let's get back to the show and then at the heart like the kind of the through line through this is this mystery who's committing these murders there's this monster who the monster is i during like episode four i think there's 10 episodes in total no there are eight episodes uh so halfway through Right. There's a lot of suspects like you don't know who this monster is. A lot of suspicious characters. I made a prediction while watching it. I was like, I don't know who this is, but it seems like because of these things, it makes sense why it would be this person, despite the show not necessarily pointing at anybody. And it could have been anyone, anybody. But I was right with my prediction. Uh, not only... And when you find out, you can see kind of looks similar, clearly very more, much more exaggerated when in the form of the monster. Like she finds out that it's one of the kids or a human that is turning into this monster. And so she, there's a lot of suspects, you know, it could be her pal. Like I could have seen Eugene be the the monster, right? Just very small feeble kind of a nerdy kid i could see easily turning into a monster you know just to provide that crazy contrast obviously the artist kid who is one of the main suspects could have easily been the monster i also thought maybe it was christina ricci's character who plays like the house mom and also a teacher could have been her as well but the the love interest also makes sense because not necessarily her love interest, but clearly he has a thing for her, which multiple characters Xavier kind of does as well. But obviously that would make sense thematically. I mean, so many times the monster ends up being the one that's closest to our protagonist. But also the things that made me think of it were the, the time where he's trying to mask his scent because his dad is out with the bloodhounds trying to investigate and he puts coffee in his pocket and he says he tells Wednesday that it's an old hunting trick when he would hunt for deer right use coffee to mask the scent and in the cave where she finds the claw or the fang I forget what it is uh, there's bones for, she's like oh but it clearly has a taste for venison right so there's deer bones in the cave so you know not directly I mean, she doesn't you know but i was like that could make sense also the assumption that he is a normie you know maybe clearly could be it's just an assumption we don't know obviously that could exist so there were a lot of options uh, for this it could have even been you know, it could have been Enid, maybe. Like, she doesn't wolf out. She has She's a werewolf, but doesn't wolf out. And there's kind of a funny through line with her, subplot with her and, and her parents kind of, 
you know, not accepting her as much because she hasn't kind of gone through that transition yet to become a full werewolf. I love it. I love all the characters. I think Enid's great. I the very end of this. I mean, tons of comedy. The end of which I'm not going to specifically talk. I maybe get to spoilers at some point. I mean, I guess I spoiled who the monster is. I would assume you've watched this show by this this point. So expect mild spoilers. The end, right? Great end to this show as well, but a hilarious moment in this show where it's that thing after like vict victory and you see Enid run up to give Wednesday a hug, right? Celebration, everybody's happy. Yay, we did it. Goes and and the constant stone face that Wednesday has aside from when she sees Uncle Fester, but stone face everywhere else. And there's this hilarious moment where Enid goes to hug Wednesday and this slow motion Wednesday pushing her away and the look of disgust that she has on her face is like, why would you do this right now? It's hilarious. Like so many of her comebacks are hilarious. So many of like just the expressions that she has, these like minute expression changes that she has. Uh, which is so detailed in her performance, right? Because she's playing this stone-faced, cold-hearted, you know, just lives, like, when she goes to explore the cave, she tells Eugene, it's like, if you hear, like, wailing and screaming, don't be concerned, I'm just having a good time, right? Like, there's so much of that where it's, like, so clearly her personality is of the dark nature, and when that happens, that like moment of joy and her utter disgust <laughs> with what is ostensibly her best friend, Enid, giving her a hug and her just absolute repulsion of that in like the the slow motion moment that you would normally have in a show where like two people running in slow motion through the fields to give each other a hug. It's in so many ways that but except for Wednesday's not running. And when she gets hugged, it is like the most tragic thing that has ever happened to her. I love that. Um, and the parents sending Thing to be like kind of the spy on her. Uh, the way they communicate is through the crystal ball. Like I love the world that they're creating, right? Not only the Adams family world, but also the, the school Nevermore world, the bigger town and how the town has the theme park pilgrim world. And how that plays into the story and how that plays into uh, this monster and how what ends up happening, how like these prophecies that have been happening, how they kind of uh, come to be. Love all that stuff. I love the secret society, the nightshades, how she comes to discover it. Like just this show is so good at showing how just intelligent and driven Wednesday is right. Just a great lead character that it's, it's fun to be on a ride with her because I mean, she is so devoted and driven to figuring out this mystery that she has no concern using people for her benefit, right? Which also plays into just the type of character as she is kind of this heartless character only using like very selfish 
very much just using and manipulating people for her benefit. Uh, and in a lot of cases, some people being used, chewed up and spit out, getting hurt by her. Right. Which completely makes sense. Right. She is a force of her own. Right. She is. She doesn't care. She will do what she wants. And she like what what her her goal is and her path is, is not going to change for anybody. I also love that Ricky Lindholm is in this huge fan of Garfunkel and Oates. If you like comedy, look into Garfunkel and Oates. It's like a musical comedy thing she did with uh, Ricky Lindholm and uh, Kate McCucci, uh, which is hilarious. And anytime I see Ricky Lindholm in something, she plays the therapist who is another person who may or may not be uh, the hide or in control of the hide, which is these, this monster. But I love the world. Like, I'm so excited for this show. From what I've seen, posts is that this is has broken the record for a uh, number of hours streamed for a American-language TV series, so breaking the record of season four of uh, Stranger Things, which I love, right? I, I enjoy Stranger Things. Uh, season four, there's aspects of season four that are difficult. The 11 character, the, the fact that she has not learned to speak in any other way than the way she speaks is painful to listen to. Doesn't make any sense uh, plot-wise. And, uh, you know, but that's been a fun ride. Definitely that show tied to a lot of nostalgia. This show, not really tied to any nostalgia for me, feels like a fresh take on a, a property that... I'm kind of familiar with, you know, but it was never like a property that I grew up loving necessarily. But I love how they've taken that and just opened that world up into, you know, a world where there's other creatures that are out there, that there's there's things like the snap, how that plays into everything, how this school plays into everything also. Uh, Wednesday having to deal with the shadow that she is living in, the shadow of her parents who went to that school and had a legacy at that school and were well-known in that school. Um, so I, I absolutely love it. I've seen that the creators of this show have, I think they said four or five seasons planned out for what they would like to do with the Wednesday character, which I'm down. I loved this season. At this point, I've watched it kind of twice. You know, it's it's just, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy the performance. It's, because it's like a YA thing, it's like, it's not too, it's not dealing with like adult stuff, which is great, you know? The, similar to Stranger Things, right? I enjoy watching these kids go on an adventure. And especially since this show gives me like Harry Potter vibes, but even better, I would say different because it's not wizards. It's, it's definitely, it, it kind of scratches that itch in a very new way. I love the sense of humor of this show. Uh, it's so much fun. I love the twists it has and misdirections that it has. Uh, I love how it sets up for the next season, which I'm surprised I haven't seen a confirmation yet that there is going to be a second season. I would imagine it has. It's broken records. 
you know, similar to Squid Game, broke a bunch of records and got a second season. Um, so I would I would be very surprised if this doesn't. But I it seems like it's a, a, a juggernaut, this show. In the first week, it broke records. Insane. Or the first few weeks. I don't know exactly. But I'm, I'm excited for more. It's so much fun. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Sign up. $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of the Ray Taylor Show ad free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced. Hundreds of episodes countless different podcasts you also get access to my personal blog a new blog comes out every week in addition to that you get my creative writing that i'm releasing you also get access to asking me anything 14 years of experience podcasting i've been creating art my entire life i've been using photoshop since middle school and you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else so those are the benefits for signing up for inspired disorder plus and now let's get back to the show definitely my type of sense of humor that dead inside kind of sense of humor i i love the characters i love wednesday i love enid i've seen a lot of people talk shit about eugene he is a he's by far the most awkward kid but he's also the only kid that's not like the beautiful person right so many of these actors are just attractive people and eugene is the scrawny little like awkward kid so it's sad that the whole idea of this show is that all these people are outcasts and that fans of this show would label him as an outcast of the show because he doesn't fit the aesthetic of these people that he is so awkward and weird but i enjoy eugene i if he yeah he brings the quality he brings a heart to this show uh and the fact that he reminds Wednesday of her brother, I think that, you know, that he, he plays in a lot of ways the the surrogate for her brother since nobody in her family is really present in the show. He kind of plays a surrogate for that character. And Thing is my favorite. I, I love Thing. I love the performance that this actor gives as a hand. It's amazing. It is ridiculous how good of a performance this hand does and plays a valuable part i love that he uh or it uh bonds with enid right she's the girly girl bonds with them over like manicures and and doing the 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 nails and all that stuff and and moisturizing they've like bonded right away it's it's great it's great and the mystery of where his body is I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down the road we find out these things. There's characters from the Adams family that we haven't found uh, or been introduced to yet. Obviously, more of the characters we've already been introduced to with her parents, with Lurch, all of these things, with Uncle Fester. Clearly, there's a lot of potential there. And making it kind of like this mystery is great, right? It 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 it's not just a teen drama about high school politics, although that's a layer to it. 
that there is this like mystery that kind of is the driving force for everything, which is also the inspiration for her story, for her book that she finishes. Right. Love it. Love it. Um, let's see. Did I miss anything? Oh, and like while she's there, she's also developing like so many other people. These kids are all kind of developing and understanding their powers, right? Whether it's the sirens, whether it's uh, the stoners, whether it's Enid and and wolfing out uh, for Wednesday, she's getting these visions all of a sudden, uh, finding out that it's probably the pendant that her mom gave her. Uh, but understanding these visions and throughout this, the through line throughout this season were from people were that you can't trust the visions that you're getting. Meanwhile, I don't think any of them were very wrong. I don't think any of her visions gave her any false information, but it was definitely something that kept coming up when people when she would refer to having these visions that people would like warn her that like maybe they're not like these visions could just be telling you what you want to see right these could be like uh, like uh, con a confirmation bias in a lot of ways right you think there that this person is the monster so your visions are filling in those blanks for you to lead you down that direction that you want to go which I found was interesting. Didn't feel that it really influenced much of the story, but at least added the the question. It added the doubt that her visions could potentially be misguiding her, which I really enjoyed that as well. Uh, and of course, the love interest guy is also the sheriff's son, so it makes sense for the sheriff's intentions. Uh, playing the investigation how he does um, the owner of the theme park pilgrim world is also the the mayor who used to be the sheriff so there's like it's setting a history for this place and also some of her visions are dealing with the original pilgrim that kind of settled on that land and how he killed all of the outcasts and how this town has there's always been a battle between the normies and the outcasts so it it sets up a history for this place it sets up a lot of just friction between the normies and the outcasts which is great um she has some fun fight scenes which are great as well uh, with the the bullies from the uh, the Pilgrim World, where she has to put them in their place, kind of effortlessly, right? It's just amazing as well. The artist Xavier, pretty cool. His art comes to life. Interesting. Uh, Eugene and his powers with the bees. I, I enjoyed that as well. And I also, you know, the end, as to be expected, you know, there's there's unity that happens within the outcasts. There's unity that happens with the people that initially. Uh, didn't like Wednesday. Like she's, she definitely became accepted into, by or accepted by the people at the school towards the end. Especially since she uncovered these things. Like all of the things that she was doing throughout had a reason and got clarity 
at the end. So I enjoy it. Just it just feels like everything kind of made sense and had a purpose and and really worked out and came together. Uh, and of course, uh, Thornhill, uh, Christina Ricci's character. Great that she, the old Wednesday, is in this show as a kind of a passing of the torch in some ways, passing the torch of the Wednesday character from the old actress to the new actress. Uh, and also her character being like the 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 role that Thornhill plays in this in this um, season is great as well. I, I really did uh, appreciate that. And at the end, I was literally I was like choked up. Right. Because it's like everybody coming together to help Wednesday to defeat these this evil resurrection that happened happened like literally getting choked up and at the same time when there's that slow motion hug from Enid and the expression on Wednesday's face could not laugh harder right it's definitely a mix of those emotions at the end that I you know that it's it's tough it's tough for a, a show to to make my dead heart uh you know get emotional towards the end but also to still be able to put in a moment of comedy. Like there's just so much comedy sprinkled throughout this entire show, dark comedy that I love. I love the comedy of this. So great show, excited for season two of Wednesday. I, I Just any day now I'm expecting a, a, uh, story to come along my my social media feed saying that it was picked up for another season uh, I hope it's a show that that finds uh, a good momentum and uh, you know I it would be awesome if this kind of picked up that uh, that stranger things kind of success and uh, hopefully it doesn't Hopefully it has a better consistency than Stranger Things. Let's put it that way. Because some seasons of Stranger Things definitely better than others. And uh, I think this show, the way it's set up and what it can do, because it's not relying, at least in my opinion, not relying so much on nostalgia. Although it is an old property, so I'm sure part of that. But it has that new feeling. And for being something by Tim Burton, who I'm not really the biggest fan of. It's I'm so like this is one of my favorite things that he's a part of, a part of, and uh, I, I really enjoy it. And uh, I'm I'm stoked for whatever success this show gets, and I hope it has uh, a great run and is able to do even even more fun stuff in uh, upcoming seasons. So, if you haven't checked it out yet, I would highly recommend check out Wednesday. It is on Netflix now. Watch it. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.